Shabbat Shalom, Body of Messiah. Mark Pooley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's laws and commandments. So on this Shabbat, um, this is the day before, quote-unquote, Shavuot or Pentecost, and so we're going to talk about Shavuot and Pentecost. And one of the things I was praying last night or early this morning was how do we keep Shavuot and Pentecost in this day in which we live since we are not an agricultural community and most of us don't grow wheat, don't grow barley, so on and so forth. And so I'm still praying, seeking Yahweh exactly concerning that. And I'm sure over the next year, he will begin to download insight and revelation concerning that. And when he does, I will bring it to you. But let's go over just some simple basic things and you if you're already in Torah you might kn know these things if you're new to Torah it might be insight revelation to you but nonetheless let's get started let's turn to Exodus chapter 19 Exodus chapter 19 and we'll beginning we'll begin in verse 1 now, in verse 1 it says, In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt. Notice, third month. The same day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. Now, if you turn to Numbers chapter 1 and verse 1 it says and Yahweh spoke unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the tabernacle of the congregation on the first day of the second month okay notice we saw in Exodus it said the third month and here it says, on the first day of the second month, in the second year after they came out of the land of Egypt. So it says here that this is approximately two years after they came out of the land of Egypt. And it also says, <clears throat> excuse me, that it was the second month the second month now to to me the understanding that i received is these are two different situations if you drop down if you drop down to um or go back to exodus chapter 19 
we're going to see that. So, in verse 1, we read that in the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day they came to the wilderness of Sinai. Okay, now back to Numbers chapter 1. It says, And Yahweh spoke in the wilderness of Sinai. So, in the account in Exodus is when they first came through the Red Sea and they were beginning to do their travel, their journey. So in the third month, they came to that wilderness. Okay, here it says that this was in the second year that they came into the wilderness of Sinai in the tabernacle of the congregation on the first day of the second month. And so we see that they had the tabernacle established. All right, now let's go back again. Because at first, go back to Exodus 19. This confused me because there were two differing accounts. Now, in Exodus 19, we see here it says, In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. So we see here, and let's just keep reading. For they were departed from Rephidim. Oh, I have a hard time with words. Sorry. And we've come to the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness. There Israel camped before the mount. Now, here's an interesting thing. Yahweh delivered the children of Israel out of slavery, out of their lawlessness, out of bondage, through the Passover lamb, and he delivered them through the sea before he ever gave them his Torah or his instructions. So, so that's something to meditate on. That's something to ponder, to think about. That you and I are delivered from lawlessness, from the bondage of addictions and everything else that we were caught up in when we were in the world and when we were in this pagan system. He delivered us by His mercy. He delivered us because people were praying for us. He delivered us through His grace 
Nothing we did on our part brought that deliverance. Just like nothing that the children of Israel did on their part brought them their deliverance. <clears throat> but Yahweh chose to deliver them and call them to be His people. He has called you and I to be His people. And in response to that deliverance, in re response to many of us being rescued out of bondage, out of lawlessness, out of sin, out of addiction, out of alcoholism, out of the tragedies and the attacks of Hasatan. Our response should be to keep and to learn His laws and commandments. See, He delivered the children of Israel, then He gave them His instructions. He gave them his Torah. And <clears throat> in other words, he said, now that you've been delivered, this is how you follow me. This is how you will stay in covenant with me. This is how you will please me. This is how you walk by faith, and that is by obeying my laws and commandments. And so the Torah is really our response to our loving Heavenly Father, Yahweh, as He has rescued us and delivered us from our Egypt. Alright? So, it says here, verse 2, that they came in the wilderness and they camped, Israel camped, before the mount. And Moses, see, the Torah hadn't been given yet, went up into unto Elohim, and Yahweh called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. And how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, here it is, if you will obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all, pe all the people for all the earth is mine. Right here the Torah was given. When he said, if you obey my voice. Well, they didn't have scrolls yet. They didn't have um, a Bible like you and I have. All they had was Yahweh appearing to them, manifesting himself to them in the cloud, in his glory, to hear his voice. And when they would hear his voice... They then had a response. And it says, And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, or a set-apart nation. These are the words which you shall speak unto the children of Israel. 
This is Yahweh speaking to Moshe. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words, the Torah, the teachings, his instructions, which Yahweh commanded him. <clears throat> and all the people answered together and said, All that Yahweh has spoken, we will do. So we saw in verse 5 that the Torah was given. <clears throat> and we see in verse 8 that the Torah was accepted or received. Yahweh's instructions or commandments or teachings were accepted and received by the children of Israel. And you can keep reading this for context, but we are talking about Shavuot. So, the first thing that takes place on Shavuot is the celebration, the festival, to keep, or when the Torah was given, and then we celebrate it because Yahweh rescued us out of our Egypt. Yahweh delivered us out of our slave to sin, to lawlessness. And then, he, according to Jeremiah 31 and verse 32 and Hebrews 8 and verse 8, he wrote his instructions, his laws and commandments upon our heart. If you say you are a believer, and obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments are not a priority, are not your focus in life, then He has not written His laws and commandments in your heart, and you are not part of His covenant yet. You may be part of religion, you may be part of a religious system. You may know scriptures, but yet you are not, according to the new covenant, or the renewed covenant, or the, what people call the New Testament, you are not part of that yet. You may think you are, because your church told you you are, or because you go to church, or because you pray, or because you read the Bible, but that doesn't make you a renewed covenant or a New Testament believer. What makes you a renewed covenant or a New Testament believer is if Yah has written His laws and commandments upon your heart, and they're your priority. They're your focus. There, that's where your heart is. In <clears throat> here, look in Proverbs chapter 4, I believe it is. 
and verse number 4. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 4. It says, He taught me also and said unto me, Let your heart retain my words. Let your heart retain my words. Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. Now, I know many people who, when you share Yah's laws and commandments, or His name with them, or the Sabbath with them, they use, they use a scripture out of, second. I think it's either 1st or 2nd Samuel, where Yahweh says concerning David, that I don't look on him on the outward, but I look at his heart. And see, people use that verse to justify them disobeying, not accepting, and not receiving Yahweh's laws and commandments. They use that verse to try to justify their rebellion. Or justify why they're holding on to the traditions of men more than they are holding on to Yahweh's laws and commandments. And it won't fly. He will not accept it. He said here, let your heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. So we see here that <clears throat> we, out of our heart, need to respond to Yahweh like the children of Israel did and say all that He says we will do. Not trying to use it to justify your disobedience. And see, when, <clears throat> when your heart is willing to obey His laws and commandments, you'll begin to step out and do that. But when your heart is not willing to obey His laws and commandments, you'll look for reasons to not do it. Here's a good example. I'll use myself for example. We, ha we just had some sod delivered a few days ago. And on the side of our house where our sod got washed away, got, you know, had to be replaced, you know, I would, when I had it delivered, I said, oh, great, we'll have a three-day weekend, you know, I'll keep Shabbat, and then a little on Sunday, and then a little on Monday, I'll get it done, so it won't be so taxing on my back and body. And um, so, you know, I started, to, I laid a little bit Thursday, I believe it was, Thursday night for about an hour, and then I, I took off work a couple hours early yesterday. And I got, you know, a fair amount done. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I need to get this done. So on Sunday, which is Shavuot, I will, you know, just do a little bit. And I said, no, can't do that. See, the temptation was there. The enemy was trying to get me to compromise a high Sabbath. And yes, it's important to get it done 
to get the project done, but it's more important from my heart to say I'm willing to keep the high Sabbath and put my project on the shelf for a day. Now, when the sun goes down, and this is my plan, on, on Sunday, High Shabbat of Shavuot, I will come out and work for a little while, half hour, maybe an hour before it gets real dark, and just lay, lay the sod. It's pretty easy to lay. You don't need a whole light, plus we have lights. So, you know, it can get done, and then I'll finish up whatever I don't get done on Monday, because Monday is a holiday in America. So, I said all that to say this. We need to respond, and the biblical way to say, He knows my heart, is when you obey His laws and commandments. So the first thing about Shavuot is the giving of the Torah. Now, it doesn't exactly say I gave the Torah on Shavuot, but it does give us an indication in Exodus 19 that that's what took place. Alright? So now, let's turn to the Renewed Covenant and go See, there's two things that take place on Shavuot. One, the giving of the Torah. And secondly, the giving of Yahweh's Spirit in a way that He hadn't gave it before. Now, Yahweh's Spirit has always been in the earth. Even before Yeshua came and promised that he would give the Spirit and to wait in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Yahweh's Spirit has always been in the earth. It just wasn't upon everybody at any given moment in time. And see, when the Spirit of Yahweh came upon the prophets, they prophesied. When the Spirit of Yahweh came upon the prophets, they spoke Yahweh's instructions to Israel and to Judah. But not everybody, not every believer, experienced Yahweh's Spirit in the way that you and I experience, and maybe even take it for granted, in the Renewed Covenant. So, we see here, in Acts chapter 1, He said, Yahshua said, But you shall receive power, dunamis, supernatural creative power, after Yahweh's Spirit is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the other utmost part of the earth. How are you and I our witness? 
because we say praise Yahweh? Or because for Christians they go to church? No. It's how you and I are a witness is by you and I keeping Yahweh's laws and commandments. By you and I keeping the Shabbat. By you and I celebrating the feast days. And yes, there are a lot of things we don't understand about the feast days. And there are so many different opinions and teachings on how to keep certain feasts. You know, and it can be confusing. And you might not understand all there is to understand. Well, all you need to do is from your heart let Yahweh know you don't understand much. But what you do understand you're going to do and you know it says not to work on the feast day so you're not going to do that. You know you're, you're not to work on the Shabbat so you're not going to do that. And you're going to spend time worshiping Him. You're going to spend time um, maybe with other believers. And if you don't have a congregation to be connected to, you're going to uh, hook up with different ministries and watch their teachings on YouTube. You know, that's a lot what we do. Uh, we have a congregation. It's a small one. We get together uh, on the Shabbat, Saturday at 3 p.m. And most of the people that we get together with is virtual they live in other states but we connected some time ago and we just keep it going but it says here that you're going to receive power to be a witness to be a witness in obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments that even when the temptation comes even when the pressure comes that you need to get something done or this that or the other thing you're going to be willing to keep his Shabbat. Now, if you mess up, and we all have, just repent of it, and you're going to get a second opportunity to get it right, and then just get it right. So, the other thing where it says you shall receive power after the Holy, or after Yahweh's Spirit, the set apart Spirit, has come upon you you are going to be endued with the same anointing, the same power that raised Yeshua from the dead, that Yeshua ministered through, and through signs, wonders, and miracles. Go to chapter 2, and it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and we know that Pentecost is a Greek word that means 50, so it's 50 days after Passover. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, like a whirlwind. The whirlwind, remember that caught up Elijah into the third heavens. The same whirlwind of the Spirit that caught up Ezekiel. All right? It says here, and suddenly, and you can read about Elisha and read about Ezekiel in chapter 1, 2, and 3 of Ezekiel. 
and then you can read about um, Elisha in the book of Kings. So it says here that there came a sound from heaven that sounded like a whirlwind, a hurricane wind. If you're living in Florida, we know what a hurricane wind sounds like. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. See, they were obeying Yahshua. He said to wait in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. And you can read that in, at the end of Acts chapter 1. They, they were all gathered together in the upper room. And then it says, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon them, and they were all filled with the set-apart spirit, or Yahweh's spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. Now this is to all. These were all Jews. These were all people of Israel that were gathered together in Jerusalem for the feast of Shavuot slash Pentecost. And it says, And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because they heard every man speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And they were speaking Hebraic. And how hear we every man in his own tongue wherein we were born? All right, and and you can just read this for context, and they were all just amazed that when they were praying in other tongues, it was a language that they may not have understood in their head, but it was coming out of the ruach, out of the set apart spirit, from within their spirit. I remember um, years ago when I lived in Roswell, New Mexico. And I was new in Messiah. I had a niece. She's passed on. Her name was Carrie. And she got filled with the Spirit. And she was prayed for the infilling of the Spirit by an, an Oriental. I don't remember if he was Chinese or Japanese, whatever. But he was Oriental. And her tongues was a dialect from the Orient. And so she was literally speaking in some form of Chinese dialect, but had no idea in the natural what she was saying. But Yahweh knows. And everyone that is born of Yahweh's Spirit, that is filled with His Spirit and speaks in other tongues, you are speaking a language. You may not understand what language that is, that it is, but it, it is of some form of language. And Yahweh knows. And through the gift of the interpretation of tongues, you can interpret what was being said when you were praying in tongues. Now I know a lot of people have a hard time with tongues 
and the interpretation of tongues and the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, most of them grew up in denominational settings, and even though they've come to Torah, many in Torah still don't accept it. But nonetheless, it's biblical, it's right here. And Paul said that he would pray in tongues more than you all. So he's from the south side, from the south, y'all, you know, joke, uh -huh. little joke. I always got to say that. But nonetheless, Paul said that he prayed in tongues more than anybody. So, you know, we need to be open. And seeing this could be a leaven of the Pharisees that are in some people that they just don't want to hear about the baptism of the Spirit or the infilling of the Spirit or praying in tongues or an interpretation of tongues or the gifts of healings or the gift of the working of miracles or whatever the gift may be. But nonetheless, you need to have that leaven and pray that that leaven would be purged out of you and that the Ruach can teach you what thus saith Yahweh concerning whatever the case may be. All right. Now, Peter, in verse 14, Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto, unto them, Ye men of Judea. So he's speaking to Israel, to the Jews. And all you that dwell at Jerusalem. So he spoke to the Jews, and now he's including all of Israel. And I'm sure there might have even been some Gentiles that were there were, that were not grafted in, or... There may, may have been some that have been Torah observant. Um, they weren't native born, but they were grafted in. They were sojourners, and they were keeping Yah's laws and commandments. And he said, Be this known unto you, and listen. Hearken means, in the King James it says hearken, means listen with the intent to obey. He said, Listen or hearken to my words. For these are not drunk are these are not drunken as you suppose, because they were falling all over the place. Seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is what Joel was spoken. This is this is that which Joel was spoken by the pro excuse me. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now, finally got it. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now, we know there's no J's in the Hebrew, so it was Joel. And it came to pass, in the last days, says Yahweh, I will pour out of my spirit, Yah's spirit, upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Uh, either a neighbor or someone has just um, put up their music. Sorry. There it turned out. And then it says, it says, they shall prophesy. How are you going to prophesy? By the power of Yahweh's Spirit. 
it says here that on his servants, on his handmaidens, men and women, boys and girls, it says, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, the set-apart spirit, and they shall prophesy. They shall prophesy. So prophesying is one of the gifts and the fruit of being filled with Yahweh's Spirit. And then it says, And I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in earth beneath, blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. And then it says in verse 21, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of Yahweh shall be saved. The name of Yahweh shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of Yahweh, not L-O-R-D, not G-O-D, not J-C, but on the name of Yahweh. And then he says, you men of Israel, hear these words. So again, he's establishing who he's talking to. Yahshua of Nazareth, Man approved of Yahweh among you by miracles, wonders, and signs which Yahweh did by him in the midst of you as you yourselves also know. Him, Yeshua, being delivered by the de determinate counsel and foreknowledge of Yahweh, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slaying. Now you can just read the rest of this, but I want to go to one more verse in Mark chapter 9, I mean Mark chapter 16. When you just read the book of Acts, you will see that the disciples did many signs, wonders, and miracles. They raised the dead by the power of his name and by the power of the Ruach. They healed the sick. They multiplied loaves and fishes. They did many other miraculous things. They dealt with demonic powers that were over cities. Acts chapter 16. And they destroyed their strongholds so that they couldn't even make a living through the prophetess Diana, Ashtar, Isis, so on and so forth. This was all done by the Ruach. This was all done because Yahweh said you would receive power from on high. Alright, look and verse 19. Um, well, let's look in verse 16. Yeshua said right before he ascended, he said, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Because of my name is, another, is a better translation. Because of my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Yeshua said it. So if Yeshua said you're going to speak with new tongues, those that believe in him, then you should be open to that adventure. I wrote a book some years ago, and it's the adventure of praying in the Spirit. 
Now granted, when I wrote that, I was still in Christianity because I did not know about Yeshua's Hebrew name, the sacred name. I did not know about the Torah. But nonetheless, outside of that, everything else in that book is accurate, and you can buy it if you want on uh, Amazon. But nonetheless, he said, you shall speak with new tongues. And then verse 19, so then after Yeshua had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of Yahweh. He's not Yahweh. He sat at the right hand of Yahweh. And they went forth and preached everywhere, Yahweh working with them, confirming the word, confirming the Torah, confirming Yahweh's instructions, Yahweh's teachings, Yahweh's laws and commandments, with signs following, with miracles following. And see, miracles have always followed the gospel, the preaching of the gospel. Miracles have always followed when you taught what thus saith the Lord, what thus saith Yahweh, excuse me, says. Not what Christianity says, not what churchianity says, not what Judaism says, not what any other religion says. But what thus saith Yahweh. And if your heart is to minister only what thus saith Yahweh, and you keep endeavoring to study what thus saith Yahweh, signs and wonders will follow. I remember the first miracle that took place through our ministry in the mid-80s, we had a radio program uh, called Victory Through the Word in Roswell, New Mexico. And uh, a sister called in, she was in Albuquerque, and she had cancer. And it was um, established on x-rays that she had cancer. So she called in and prayed, and you know, I don't remember what I prayed, I just prayed and cursed that cancer, commanded it to wither up and die, and I spoke to it and commanded it to come out of her body. I don't know what all I prayed, but anyway, something like that, because that's how usually I pray unless the Yahweh Spirit tells me to pray differently. And the next week, she called in to the owner of the station and said they can't find the cancer anymore, that she was healed. She was healed, and now they're, they were being, they're, do, they're doing their due diligence, being cautious, um, meaning the medical staff. But nonetheless, she was healed after she called in for prayer, and we always taught, it was only 15 minute long teaching, but we taught what we believed the scriptures were saying. Now, I was probably off, you know, as a, as a new minister, so, you know, but nonetheless, Yah knew our heart. And he took that prayer, and as that lady was reaching out to him for help, even though she didn't know his biblical Hebraic name yet, he answered in his mercy. Just like in December of 1980, in my addiction, I said, God, help me, and 
lay uh, sometime during the night, Yeshua appeared to me and set me free. Now, that's not his name, G-O-D, but he knew my heart. My heart was crying out to him, and he responded to that, even in my ignorance. Well, now you can't stay there, and then you have to learn. And you can't use that to justify, well, he performed that miracles when I called upon God or I called upon Jesus, so I'm going to stick with it. No, you can't do that. That's inaccurate. You cannot do that. You have to renew your mind to what thus saith Yahweh. Just like a, a child, when they're first learning to speak, they may say something that is inaccurate. But you know what they're trying to communicate to you. And so you respond to them. But at some later point, you explain to them and teach them the accurate way to speak, the accurate word to say. You know, like they might <coughs> call you, um, uh, well, for mom, they might just, just say mama or, or for... So, a lot of grandparents have nicknames. Linda, what are some nicknames? Help me here. Nana. Nana. They, they can't say grandma, so they say Mimi. Nana. Mimi. Mimi. That's another one. So, but at some point in time, you explain to them that, you know, it's grandma. And now I, I realize some people will call them Mimi or Nana, you know, all their life, but... Nonetheless, they will teach them that their true name, you know, just call me grandma or grandpa or something short for that. But nonetheless, the teaching is accurate. You, you will teach them what your name is. In the same way, we need to teach people what Yahweh's name is. And we need to be open like they were in Exodus 19 when they said, we will accept, we will receive all of Yahweh's words. So, to sum it up, Shavuot, Pentecost, is all about receiving the Torah and Yahweh's Spirit. And each of those are so many different directions you can go off in. But I would just encourage you to read and be refreshed in the enfilment of the Spirit. The Yahweh wants to perform signs, wonders, and miracles not only in you, but through you. He wants to bring healing to people's lives. He wants to restore them back to normal. Whether it's mentally, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally. Many people have suffered traumas. He wants to restore them as if that evil never happened. So I say unto you by the power of Yahweh's name, that whatever you have gone through, whatever you are going through, that Yahweh de desires to restore you back to normal as if that that evil thing never took place. So, Father, by the power of your Spirit, by the power of your name, I ask you to do it to those and for those that are listening, that all the trauma, all the pain, all the grief, 
all the sorrow, all the brokenness, all the loneliness, all the infirmity, all the pain would be gone. And that you would restore them as if it never happened. That they would be able to run like they did as a child. That they would be able to be energized like they were when they were children. That they would have shalom, soundness, peacefulness, nothing missing, nothing brokenness, wholeness in every part of their life. And where Hasatan has been killing, stealing, and destroying from them through a lack of knowledge, Father. <clears throat> Give them knowledge of your Torah. Give them your instructions. Give them your teachings. And give them the empowerment of the Spirit and the faith to obey your laws and commandments. And Father, we also thank you, not just for the Torah, but for the power of your Spirit, that you'll begin to do miracles, signs and wonders for your people from this day forward like never before. Miracles that have never been heard. Miracles that have never been seen. Limbs growing out. Things being made new. Creative miracles in your physical body, in your finances, in your marriage, in your children, but also in the physical realm of life. Houses that were destroyed by war or by um, hurricanes and tornadoes, that they would just supernaturally appear by the power of your name. That your angels would be released to supernaturally build a house overnight, build a building overnight. Remove debris that... That, that was destroyed in storms. There are so many things that are beyond our comprehension that you can do. And we say, Father, we believe you. We believe in your supernatural power, in your glory. Just as you split the Red Sea for the children of Israel to go over on dry land. Think of how miraculous that was. We ask you to do even greater miracles than those in these last days for those that obey your laws and commandments, for those that receive your instructions and your set-apart spirit. And Father, we give you praise, honor, and worship. And we thank you for it. So if you want to connect with us, you can connect with us at at our website, YahwehYeshuaAssembly.com. You can connect with me, Mark Pulley, on Facebook, or we have a Facebook page. Until next time, Yahweh bless you, Yahweh heal you, Yahweh restore you, Yahweh make a way for you where there seems to be no way. Until next time, we love you, be encouraged, be strengthened, um, and enjoy your... Shavuot.